Hi, everyone. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Anna Malika Tubbs, the author of The Three Mothers, How the Mothers of MLK Jr., Malcolm X, and James Baldwin Shaped a Nation. My work focuses on motherhood through the lens of feminism, intersectionality, and inclusivity. And I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're talking about mothers, women who ushered forth new generations and new futures through their care, work, and imagination. Today, we're talking about the woman who founded Mother's Day and who, to be honest, probably would have hated how you're celebrating it now. Her story is a reminder that to mother is to bring forth. Let's meet Anna Jarvis. This holiday season, if you're looking for a unique gift that inspires curiosity, travel, and culture, give yourself the gift of Babbel. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you'll finally be able to discover the wonder that comes with learning a new language. I'm so excited to wow my family and hopefully wow you listeners with my new French skills. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson, so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code WOMANICA. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com, code WOMANICA. Anna's own legacy revolved around commemorating the memory of her mother, the woman whose work she fought to immortalize, Anne Reeves Jarvis. Anne Reeves dedicated her life through happiness and tragedy to motherhood. She gave birth to 12 children, though she only saw four survive to adulthood. While she was pregnant with her sixth child, Anne Reeves saw the dismal conditions many mothers and children were living in in her hometown of Taylor County, West Virginia. As a result, Anne created a prototype of Mother's Day, Mother's Day Work Clubs. From 1858 onward, she organized workshops for mothers in the area to learn about maintaining a healthy home. Topics included hygiene, sanitation, medicine, and even how to quarantine households to prevent epidemics. Anna grew up learning about the trials of motherhood from her own mom. One night, she overheard her mother praying. I hope and pray, she said, that someone, sometime, will found a Memorial Mother's Day commemorating her for the matchless service she renders to humanity in every field of life. When Anne Reeves died on May 9, 1905, Anna made it her mission to fulfill her mother's wishes. She was going to create a memorial to mothers, even though Anna herself was over 40 years old, single, and childless. She wouldn't be coming at the project from the perspective of a mother, but that of a daughter. So, on May 10th, 1908, Anna organized the first official Mother's Day services under the motto, For the Best Mother Who Ever Lived, Your Mother. And that was Mother's 
with a singular apostrophe. The celebration took place in St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia, where her mother had donated much of her time. Anna chose the second Sunday in May, since it would always land close to the anniversary of her mother's death. She sent nearly 500 carnations, her mother's favorite flower, to the tiny church. Anna wanted the day to motivate people to honor their own mothers, hence the singular mother in the title. But no less than two years after its first celebration, Mother's Day became a West Virginia state holiday. By 1914, it was a national holiday. But, as with so many commercial successes, each successive year meant the holiday peeled itself farther and farther from Anna's initial vision. Soon, the Philadelphia Inquirer was reporting that you could not beg, borrow, or steal a carnation in May. Other challenges also arose. In 1930, a New York group of philanthropists petitioned for a Parents' Day to bring fathers into the Mother's Day fold. Anna wouldn't stand for it. When florists hiked the price of carnations, she endorsed an open boycott against buying flowers. She openly denounced the Parents' Day bill as a humiliating attack on mothers and her legal copyright. Any event that used Mother's Day as a commercial enterprise went down in Anna's bad books, including charities that used the holiday for fundraising. She was relentless. By 1944, Anna had some 33 pending lawsuits filed against perceived copyright infringement. Even into her old age, she worked to protect the legacy of her holiday, even if that meant taking it back herself. When she was about 80 years old, she and her sister Lillian went door to door asking for signatures to back an appeal for Mother's Day to be rescinded entirely. The appeal never gained traction, but Anna's story is forever entangled with Mother's Day and the industry she unwittingly ushered forth. Late in life, Anna was blind, deaf, and nearly penniless. She lived in a sanatorium in Philadelphia that cared for her. According to some stories, it was the floral and card industries that secretly paid for her care there. Anna died of heart failure in November 1948. All month, we're talking about mothers. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for having me as a guest host. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.